Stephen Yaxley-Lennon arriving for the start of his trial for libel. It came after this mobile phone footage went viral. It was part of a campaign of racist bullying by a group of fellow pupils. Remarks at the centre of the libel trial came in two Facebook videos that followed. The videos, viewed by more than a million people, led to threats against Jamal's family, who have now had to move elsewhere. Hello everyone, my name is Roxy, I work here at Hope Not Hate, and today I'm sitting down with Nick Lowell and our producer Jake to discuss one of the most important stories we have worked on in my time here. I don't think I'm exaggerating to say that there is a potential impact on this story that could significantly harm a large part of the far right, setting them back years and stripping them of one of their most important leaders. With that in mind, I will be asking for your financial support to make the research you're about to hear about effective. So please consider throughout this podcast whether you want to support it. And if so, please do so at the link in the show notes. The subject of Nick's research over the past few months is Tommy Robinson, real name Stephen Yaxley-Lennon, one of, if not the most significant far-right figures operating in the UK today. Many of the details of Stephen Lennon's long and infamous career will be known to listeners of this podcast. But to set the scene of why this campaign is so important, I shall briefly recap. Since the start of the war on terror, Lenin has been the loudest voice on the Islamophobic far-right. A former BNP member, Lenin eschewed the anti-Semitism and anti-black racism of the BNP in favour of a more acceptable brand of hate, targeting specifically, and with real viciousness, all Muslims. With his Islamophobia in step, with a lot of mainstream narratives about Muslims, Lenin was responsible for the foundation of the toxic and Islamophobic English Defence League, the EDL that imagined itself as an anti-jihadist force but in fact singled out entirely innocent communities for harassment, intimidation and violence. Since leaving the EDL, Lenin adopted a range of different guises for himself, most recently as a quote-unquote citizen journalist, oppressed by the state and attacked by the left, Islam and the media. It's worth noting that the whole time Stephen Lenin has moved from one far-right project to the next, landing himself in repeated legal trouble, he has also been doing very well at hoovering up the donations of his wide supporter base. Apart from the hate, that grift has been the most consistent part of his career. Our story today begins with Lennon's most, legal, most recent legal troubles. They began in 2018 when he singled out a teenager for abuse, a schoolboy named Jamal, who had been bullied by another boy filmed and put on social media. Subsequently, Jamal had had his name and reputation attacked by Lennon, as a result of Lenin's disgusting actions, Jamal and his family feared for their safety. The subsequent fallout led to a libel trial that Lenin lost, the ruling against him costing over £1 million for legal fees and damages for Jamal. And that is just one part of Lenin's considerable debts. Despite that ruling and Tommy's other money issues, it is plausible that Tommy will not have to pay a penny. And the reason for that is simple. Tommy has declared himself as bankrupt. If that were true, justice would effectively be denied to Jamal and others. Nick, you've been one of Lennon's longest-running opponents. Could I first of all ask you to describe the first encounter you had with Lennon and why he's been such a consistent problem? Well, I guess the first time I came face-to-face -face with Lennon was at an EDL demo in Leicester in uh, 2010 when Lennon literally pulled the doors, the, the fire exit doors of a bus to jump off and confront us across the street. Wow. Um, it ended up with him and his mates being held against a wall um, by the police, but 
you know, from a very early stage, we saw a very angry man. And, and, and I think, you know, that obviously explains why, you know, his charisma and leading from the front, why he was so um, such a significant figure, both within the EDL and, and the British far right. I wanted to move straight on to the uh, research, if we can. Obviously, it's deeply troubling that Lenin is likely to get away with his most recent crimes and Jamal left with nothing. Many people doubted Lenin's bankruptcy. Uh, what have you found and do you, do you think he's lying? Well, so we, we've been researching this for six, for six months. Um, I think you just look at the timeline and something stinks. So hmm. four week, um, literally at the beginning of March of this year, 3rd of March, he declares himself bankrupt. Um, in April, he had the libel case where Jamal was taking him to court for um, uh, uh, defamation. In our view, Tommy knew that he was um, going to lose um, and he was preparing to protect and hide his assets. So in the event of losing, um, those assets couldn't be recovered and, and awarded to um, Jamal and, and the lawyers. You know, And I think there were various other things going on at the time. At the time, um, you know, Lennon was making a big issue about the the court of public opinion. He knew he was going to lose the case, you know, despite his bravado. He kept saying, the court of public opinion will find me not guilty. Um, and he also kind of made several kind of interviews during that period where he was going, well, I've got nothing to lose, nothing's in my name, I've got no assets, I don't care. Um, but clearly for several months um, leading up to the libel trial, um, Lennon began to cover his tracks or think he could cover his tracks so you know in February early February of this year he and his wife got got divorced a few weeks later he declared himself bankrupt now to us this was a clear attempt to um, for, him, for him not to have any assets when when he when he lost a libel case which of course he did lose he got £100,000 um costs awarded against him for Jamal plus the legal costs which could be as high as one million pounds um, plus there, there are other debts as well obviously Lennon saying he can't pay we don't believe him we believe that he has um, assets running into the millions so we've identified assets between two and a half and three and a half million pounds and that that's a combination of property investments companies holding other people's names donations book sales um, but he's been doing this for years, and I think you know the reason that he is, seems to be getting away with it because he has been hiding money from the authorities or from other people for the best part of of ten years now. And um, you know what he's doing is no different from organised crime. So, if Lennon has effectively effectively lied about all of this, and you're right, what are the ramifications for him? Um, would he be facing more charges? Um, would that be uh, would that be another criminal case against him? Well, I mean, in the first instance, it's about asset um, um, recovery. So, as it stands at the moment, he owes about one point five million pounds. Now, that that could that could rise um, closer to two million by 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 the end of this. Um, those assets will be recovered. I think what's interesting in that with the official receiver and the, and that route, it is them who choose which assets they recover. So it could be, you know, houses, it could be, um, it could be investments, it could be, you know, money hidden in accounts in this country and abroad. But obviously the fact that 
he he has lied on on his bankruptcy form as we see it um opens him up to criminal investigation as well because he has obviously signed all sorts of forms to say that he he is bankrupt he has sworn and given evidence sworn evidence to uh the official receiver's investigation um and um you know it will be up to others to dec- you know in in the search for his assets not only has he lied but it will also be revealed where where his money has come from. Has he paid tax on this? You know, I mean, we estimate that in twenty in twenty seventeen to early twenty nineteen period, he had over two million pounds worth of donations. Now, all that was going through various platforms. I imagine very little of that went went to the, was exposed to the um, tax office. So, you know, I think that once you start investigating this, a whole number of crimes. Could, could be revealed. Um, so if your suspicions are right and you take this information to court, what's Hope Not Hate's involvement in this and what does that process look like? Well, so what happens when someone declares themselves bankrupt, the case gets handed over to the official um, receiver's office. They then determine whether it's a genuine bankruptcy. So they will tend to interview, um, in this case, Lennon. They will ask him to fill out a questionnaire um, as I understand it, he's done all that. Um, and then after 12 months, if the official receiver's office haven't got any reason to contest a bankruptcy, the bankruptcy ends, which means his slate gets wiped clean. He can open up bank accounts again, set up businesses again, and basically the debts that he has incurred get written off. Um, what has happened is that um, Jamal and some of the creditors have asked the official receiver's office for the case to be transferred to an independent insolvency expert who then becomes a trustee of bankruptcy. So that independent investigator takes over the case, but also has all the powers of the official receiver's office. So can access bank accounts for the last six years, can access company records for the last six years, can interview people under caution. Um, And if need be, ask a judge to issue search warrants or arrest warrants if people don't don't get interviewed can interview people around uh, Lennon so it's huge power and I think you know what what is really significant is that the independent investigator is a trained expert at hunting down criminals money that's 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 his expertise so you know our feeling is if there is stuff to find that person is is going to find it because not only are they you know going to get um, Lennon in a witness box and ask him questions, um, but they they could get family members, they could get business acquaintances, and the question is, is everyone going to continue to lie for Lennon and risk going to prison themselves, or is someone going to start speaking? I mean, it's if he thought he could get away with this, he's in a real he's going to be really surprised because you know the world is going to come down on him. In terms of our role. Um, we are funding this, basically. Um, Taking over a case, getting an independent investigator to take over the case means that the cost of the investigation, the cost of the legal action against Lennon in this case, has to be funded independently. Now, Jamal doesn't have that money. Uh, The other creditors clearly, you know, haven't got the money or don't want to risk the money. We are confident of the case, and that's why we are willing to put up to £50,000 into this, because A, 
we think that there's a strong case there and the evidence is there but more importantly it is the only way we're going to get justice to to take place if we if an independent investigator wasn't to take over the case if we didn't agree to bankroll it and and fund it on the 3rd of march of next year lennon is going to walk away with his bankruptcy wiped clean and he will get away with it yet again and he'll be sitting on millions of pounds worth of assets jamal and others will have absolutely nothing and lennon will have a platform to continue to spread his hate what do you think um we need to ask from our supporters and what's the significance of the sum of fifty thousand pounds well i mean basically Fifty thousand pounds is what we estimate this is going to cost to 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 bring this case forward. That will that will cover the investigation. That will cover that will cover the legal cost because they have to prepare a legal case, get counsel's opinion, um, and and then and then obviously eventually to to take it further for asset um, recovery. So fifty it's going to cost us fifty thousand pounds. So we're asking our supporters to chip in. We can do this together. I think I think mo- more significantly though that. You know, if you have been appalled by how Lennon has whipped up hatred over the last few years, has demonised whole communities, has gone round, intimidated people, threatened people, attacked people, um, if if you are sickened by this, by supporting us, you can do something about it. You know, because this will not only mean that he could potentially lose up to two million pounds of his money. Um, but it will set him back and it will prevent him continuing to spread his hate and getting in people's faces. I think I think the other thing as well, and this is a message for Lennon's supporters, he has taken you for a ride for, for years. You know, he's put himself up there as man of the people, the working class hero from Luton. He is nothing of the sort. He and his family are multimillionaires who have leached off his supporters and made a huge amount of money and he's in it for himself and I think that our case is going to expose that he he's got several houses he's living the life of luxury he's in and out of the country all the time and most of his supporters while politically we, we wouldn't necessarily agree with them many of them are hard hard-working people who give their money because they think they are helping the cause to you know whatever their cause is he has taken them for a ride and we are gonna we're gonna show that I think that's a, a really important point to highlight. Um, what do you think Lennon's reaction is going to be when he finds out that we're doing this? I, I, I don't think he's going to be too happy. <laughs> um, uh, look, that he's clearly not going to be happy. I mean, he's got angry. You know, he went completely crazy and completely mad when someone wouldn't serve him a chicken chicken wing <laughs> in, in Milton Keynes. The idea that we could be taking £2 million off him um, is going to exercise his mind slightly. So, look, we understand that on a serious level. We know that he's going to be across. He know that he's going to, you know, encourage his supporters to, you know, hate us and stuff like that. He might even come after us himself. What I would say, if he or any of his supporters come after us, they're only going to make things worse because they're basically interfering in a criminal case and that, that will just add more misery um, to him. Thank you so much, Nick. Um, before we go, is there anything else you'd like to say before we call it a day? No, I think, I, I mean, all, all I'd like to say is that, you know, I, what we're asking people to do is, is make 
Tommy Pay. We need to hold him, make him responsible for the hate and the misery he has spread over many years, not just to Jamal, but to lots of other people. And this is a way we could, we have the possibility of getting two, up to two million pounds off him. Um, and that will be both a massive victory for us, but it will severely dent him and anyone else who tries to do this again. Thank you so much, Nick. It's been a pleasure and uh, very glad that we're likely to see some justice today. So thank you.